0: Podcast I said welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther the Angel Pray Welcome Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther coming to you live from the Smut Studio in lovely venice beach california with my co-host joey no chill no.
2: hello andrew ruther no swearing that's that's the deal with the episode no swearing we were asked to do a clean show in comedy you're often asked to do clean can you can you work clean this is corporate dirty sports tonight
1: which by the way is kind of ambiguous when you're Asked to work clean, in comedy. I think.
2: I mean, it means don't swear, don't work, don't talk about sex. Sure, don't be blue.
1: But even talking about sex and innuendo, where's that line of clean and dirty? Mm-hmm. I, I I did a show. I did one of those frat boy shows once. This
2: really seems like a bad way to get this show started. Just start towing the line.
1: No, I'm, I'm just I'm just asking. I did a I did a show once at a college. And the contract said radio-friendly, which Mm -hmm. to me is very ambiguous. Yeah,
2: unless you've ever worked in radio, and then it's understood. You can't talk about things penetrating other things.
1: (laughs) It's almost like I'm trying to get us to swear out the gate. I don't know why you'd be doing that.
2: It's supposed to be the clean episode. Little devil's advocate. That's not how you use that.
1: (laughs) Isn't that how you use it? Not really. Poking the bear? When in Rome. (laughs) (laughs) tomato tomato sure you got a fresh cut today prano
2: i didn't i got it a couple days ago but thanks for noticing
1: you didn't have it monday though
2: uh where were we monday
1: there's no way you got it before you came over here you came over at 10 a.m monday
2: i i did i i got my hair cut on sunday i didn't notice no, how dare you?
1: A bad co-host.
2: Did I have a hat on?
1: You did. There you go. I was going to say, I notice those things, Joey. I notice them all the time. I look into your eyes. I say, man, you looking fresh today. <laughs> it's really tough. I just want to swear you have,
2: now. You have to think about it. That's what I'm noticing. Yeah, you're right.
1: It's like I want to swear.
2: Well, let's get into some sports. I think that's going to be harder for you than just having a yeah. conversation. Well,
1: we're gonna currently get, you're
2: going to get fired up.
1: Well, let's let's get into some sports. We're watching the Lakers T-Wolves game now currently uh on the tube. This is Wednesday night. And the Lakers made a little signing. I mean, nothing major. A little defensive pickup.
2: Tyson Chandler, released by the Phoenix Suns. I love this move. Sure. I do. I was a big fan of Tyson Chandler when he was on the Knicks he an underrated key to the Mavericks championship. Oh, way underrated. Uh, he's been a great player for a long time in this league and he's smart, he's a vet fantastic signing by them. It is that is it I think this signing is a sign of things to come for the Lakers. This is what I predicted they were going to do the whole year. Guys like Tyson Chandler If they become available via getting released, if they become available via trade, will gravitate toward LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers. He is like the sun. He has a gravitational force stronger than anybody else in the NBA.
1: It's funny you said because I don't know if you saw earlier this game, they were discussing JaVale McGee and they were saying possible comeback player of the year, obviously 10 games in, 11 games in. But, you know, he's averaging 15 points a game. He's having a great year. And they had an interview with him, you know, pre-recorded, of course, where they said, dude, you left a team that won, what, three titles? Was he on all three of those? No. Two of them? He was on, yeah, I guess the last two. But the point was, you left to come here, and and his response was, after LeBron came to the Lakers, I said, I'm going to the Lakers. So it proves your point.
2: Yeah. And it's going to be guys like that. The... People, LeBron haters, love to say, oh, well, all these guys came. It's like Tyson Chandler was just released. Let's not forget about that. Like essentially, you know, that he was waived by the Suns. LeBron's always going to draw those guys. Sure. And he's gotten it done with those guys. He's gotten two finals. He's won finals picking up the loose ends, guys that were once great. Um,
1: The Ray Allens The Mike Millers Tyson
2: Chandler is a former defensive player of the year 36 And and the Lakers are giving up 140 points a game So Yeah Welcome to the team Tyson He's already getting minutes He
1: is Exactly Solid When he
2: was on the Knicks He was I I fell in love with him I mean he was fantastic on that Lakers team too But I fell in love with him on the Knicks You mean on the Mavs team Yeah sorry on the Mavs They don't win that title without him no, they don't win that title without a lot of people. Yeah, that's why that Mavs team is grossly underrated historically.
1: They were team basketball,
2: and every like defensive player of the year Tyson Chandler, multiple MVPs in Kidd and Nowitzki, multiple, many, many time All Stars in Terry. I mean, Terry was maybe an All Star once, but Sean Marion, yeah, what uh, Peja was on that team. I always forget that Peja was on that team. Yeah. Um who else were missing? But tons, like that it was nonstop. Those Brian guys just, Cardinal
1: is he on that squad? I don't
2: think so. That's a weird <laughs> that's a weird one to pull. <laughs> Why Brian Cardinal?
1: He played for the Mavs. He just he, he, he's the epitome of like Like Finley? Was Finley there? You no, know, Finley wasn't there anymore. Chuck Person? Was person on the squad? You know, I'm going to look it up. I I think Cardinal might have been on that squad.
2: I mean, he didn't play, that's for sure. Yeah, but
1: that's not the point. <laughs> Brian Cardinal, how many years do you think he lasted in the NBA? Nine. Nine? Bro, he played from 2000 to 2012. So 12 years. Yeah. What What year did they win it? 11? Yeah, he was on that squad. Wow, look at you. Brian Cardinal. He Would this be the 2010, 2011, or 2011, 2012? 2010, 2011. Yeah. He started four games. Not that that's much. He started four out of 82 games. Brian Cardinal. Unbelievable. Um, you're right, though. That is an underrated squad. I do want to bring up, now that we're talking Lakers already, this uh, Luke Walton business. Is, is, are these rumors? Are these... You know, they're uh, saying uh, magic has now got him on a short leash.
2: I think these are rumors. Why is Magic uh, I guess the question is who are we making a move to if you're if you're the if you're the LeBron Magic Brain Trust. Yeah. Right? We can agree those two people are running the Lakers. LeBron and Magic Johnson?
1: Well, I want to ask something about Magic Johnson. What is Magic doing at this point? Is he, you know, he's all, he's all, he's all Dodgers, now he's Lakers. Bro, what, who are you running?
2: Well, he's an owner of the Dodgers. He's a president of basketball operations for the Lakers.
1: But I would think he's, okay, he doesn't have any say in what the Dodgers do from a roster standpoint. <laughs>
2: Why would he? I don't know, man. Do you think they're like, hey, Magic, who do you like? And he's like, uh, Manny Machado, really good. Heard he's an all-star. Like, good call, Magic. You never know. No, I do know. He, I can't imagine Magic Johnson has any say whatsoever from a baseball standpoint.
1: You just missed an amazing dunk, not to change the subject.
2: Um, So if you're sitting there and you're Magic and you're LeBron, the question that you have to be asking each other is, who do we replace Luke Walton with? I- Jason Kidd? Is that the answer?
1: Look, I'm not for replacing Luke Walton, but obviously this stuff we live in a big market, it leaks and then it blows up. Like- and I and I
2: think that I think there's I think it's more rumor than it is truth. How many LeBron James teams have gotten off to slow starts? Certainly him joining rejoining the Cavs, certainly his first year with the Heat. This takes time. They're young players. He is essentially coaching the team, and he's got to get them right. Unless LeBron James is saying Walton's not the answer, but then who? I mean, are they really? And this is going to be hard to even say this guy's name without swearing, but are they really getting Tyron Lue in there? <laughs> no, of course not. So who's the answer? I, I don't. I predict Luke Walton is the coach of this team at the All-Star break.
1: I hope so. Give him a minute. Give him a minute. I wonder what his dad thinks. I wonder what I wonder what Bill thinks about all this cuz I was th- I was thinking about Bill the other day when all this came out. I was thinking I wonder if he calls his dad. You think he calls Bill for advice?
2: I think Bill's probably calling Luke, you know, Luke's probably trying to be his own man. But Bill's probably I can't imagine, I bet you with all that's going on in Luke's life right now, all the turmoil, all the rumors, I feel like uh, Bill's probably going straight to voicemail. Probably power calling his son, you know? In fact, I think we have a voicemail from Bill that was left on Luke's. Oh, we do? Yeah, I believe we
1: do. Wasn't aware of that. All right, can we uh, we cue up that voicemail from Bill Walton? Hello,
2: Luke. This is your father, William Walton, a.k.a. Bill, former... NBA MVP, world cha- two-time world champion, and of course the greatest college basketball player in the history of college basketball. I just wanted to call and say I know you're doing uh, I know you're doing the best job that you can, but don't believe everything you read on uh, social media, as they call it. I was on I was on the Twitter today, and they were really throwing it down on you. They're saying Magic Johnson's telling you that you're on you that you're on warning that you can't uh lose any more games. And I just gotta say, Luke, just like I told you when I would send you out in the backyard with the lawnmower, do the best job that you can. Does the lawn have to be perfect, Luke? No, I would say there's no way, there's no such thing as a perfect lawn. Just like there's no thing such thing as a perfect basketball team. So go out there with your tractor, drive it around, push the mower. And see if you can get the grass cut as closely as you can to the same height across the lawn. Throw down that blade, Luke. (laughs) Throw it down on the players. Throw it down in practice. And just see if you can get that grass looking sharp, son. Again, this is your father, Bill Walton, calling. I know maybe there were some uh, mixed metaphors in there about lawns and basketball. But I think you get the point. Your father, Bill Walton, signing off. Mow that lawn, Luke. Mow that lawn down.
1: I already feel better about the Lakers. Right? The Lakers are a lawn that needs mowing. It was an unkempt law. Is it unkept or unkempt? Both. Right? You know, you know, you see those lawns sometimes? Yeah. They just need someone to come and take care of it and to nurture it.
2: The idea that each blade of grass is going to be the same height, it's nonsense. Yes, it's ridiculous. You know? just got to do the best job you can. Make it look decent. That's right. Clean it up, Luke.
1: Any other NBA stuff grabbing your attention lately?
2: Um, no, I just want to talk about my personal gambling hot streak. I feel like The Nuggets. Yeah, I feel like I might be some sort of Nuggets super fan. I really enjoy watching the Nuggets. They're a fun team. I have bet this is a true story. So the first couple games of the year, I was I wasn't on my, my betting kick yet. She's going to watch the NBA. I've bet every Nuggets game of the year, except for, I think, the first two or three. And then I bet against them, actually, when they played the Lakers. I bet the Lakers money line because I thought, oh, Nuggets started too hot. Lakers started too slow. This is a trap.
1: Yes. And then,
2: because they so gloriously covered the other night against the Celtics, which is a story I do want to talk about
1: Jamal Murray's 48
2: and Kyrie throwing the ball in the stands. I'm not sure if you saw that I saw it all but uh I said tonight Memphis trap game and I believe they even lost the game they were favored by three up until that point I believe they were was their record nine and one and they were nine and one against the spread The only game they didn't cover so far this year was the Lakers loss and then tonight. The Nuggets are a gold mine and not a th- gold mine.
1: Not to mention, they're going to keep flying under the radar all season. I
2: think so. Low-key, my favorite story, maybe in the NBA in the last 15 years, behind Sanity, Um that Jokic might one day have his number retired by the Nuggets, and his 15 will be retired instead of Carmelo Anthony's. How great is that? 15 might be retired by the Nuggets one day, and it won't be Carmelo Anthony. Try to get me to say Carmelo Anthony again without swearing. Good luck. But how about Kyrie Irving throwing the ball in the stands?
1: So, what, what, fill me in. I knew he, I knew it was a story. What exactly did he do? Jamal Murray
2: went for 48,
1: and he was mad that he was trying to get 50. He
2: went, he went pretty aggressively at 50 down the stretch. Okay. He missed a couple shots. They, they could have dribbled it out for a while. And he tried to get a shot off, but then he also took a shot at the buzzer.
1: Oh, and that was what put and Kyrie us. threw
2: the ball onto the stands, which to me is like, don't be a sore loser. You lost. They're at home. Like, is it? Is it like? Is a a shot at the buzzer that? Is it really matter? We're not talking about pimping a home run in baseball. We're not talking about. Like, you got worked. Take your L. This dude is that the way you want to get fifty? I don't think so. But that's his first forty-eight point game. Is it his first forty-point game in his career? Like, let the man have his fifty. Who cares if he makes that shot? How did it hurt you? By the way, they already covered. So
1: I feel like that's what gets players more butt hurt now more than ever. Is the last second?
2: I, I think rumpert is safer in this situation. I, I, you could say
1: butt. I can say butt. It. But. It's not. It's not one of the non swear words. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like it I is feel, one of the non swear words. Oh, I. You know what I meant. I do. I'm just trying to get you off your game, dude. Doesn't take much. Anyway, don't bring that up because then I'm going to. Once you say that, it's like in my head now. Man. And I was feeling all good today after seeing Dr. Schechter. Yeah. Quick plug for that, guys. Joe has been preaching about Sarno. I saw his protege today, and uh, it's on the new Dent Report.
2: You you ignored ignored me for so long.
1: I just think I didn't listen.
2: I know. That's 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 the definition of ignore.
1: I know, but I don't even know. (laughs) It, it, It was ignoring, but I think it was also just in one ear, out the other, like, yeah, whatever.
2: And now your life's changed.
1: Bro. I want you to meet him. I want to go down there.
2: Would uh would you say this guy is like the uh like the Cincinnati Bengals owner of doctors?
1: Why would you call him that? I don't know, I'm just trying to set you off.
0: Oh, I was <laughs> going to say what?
1: No, he's he's like I said he's he's our he's our boy Sarno's protege and he worked forever in the sports world, too. And then he worked at USC. He, he's dealt with a lot of athletes, professional athletes. So I had to ask him about Tiger. And, you know, he's a doctor, of course. So he's gonna say, And he's going to say things appropriately and say, look, I haven't seen him. Because not only— I haven't seen his charts. I haven't seen his x-rays. So I haven't seen these. But he goes, man, the way you laid it out, like I laid everything out on the podcast. And he goes, the way you laid it out does sound like Tiger is a possible, a very good possible candidate. For TMS. A classic case, if you will. Yeah. I've been saying this for years. Yeah, so you guys should check that out on the Dent Report. And well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, he'd be good. He'd even be good on our show. At maybe occasionally call in. He's got a lovely little office down there. And the best part is, I'll just give him a free plug. I was doing my ad read for Harry's. He goes, I love Harry's. then after the show, he goes, I, he, I could not stop laughing. He was telling his other friend who was there. He goes, I love their... F- he goes. It's German five blade engineer. And I go. Did you remind? He goes. No, I already knew that. You should be a spokesperson.
2: Oh, there's your boy Luke. Doesn't look super happy, even though they're winning.
1: I still have faith in him. I do. I mean,
2: what gives you faith in him, though?
1: Nothing. I just do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His dad.
2: Like I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's not qualified to be the Lakers coach.
1: But again, we don't know. I I think until this season plays out. Well, he's a
2: he's a triangle offense disciple, right? And then he was uh hmm. then he was a Kerr assistant. But you got to wonder like how much of that you don't see the the Lakers playing a ton of Warriors like basketball. It's definitely tailored around LeBron. I think the reason he's maybe best suited to be the Lakers coach right now as opposed to, you know, unless you can go out and get somebody who's fantastic, who we all know is a great coach, is just consistency. Just the the not turmoil of a new coach and if firing somebody in the middle of the season and all the headlines that goes with that. It's the same way as the Odell Beckham thing. It's like it would be different. It was different when it was LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I realize every team LeBron James on is a marquee team, but it's completely different when it's Los Angeles versus Cleveland. The same way as Antonio Brown and the Steelers are a marquee, the Steelers are a marquee NFL team, but it's a completely different story when a guy in Pittsburgh is doing something versus when a guy in New York is doing something. The Lakers should keep Luke Walton because LA and the sports world will go crazy when they fire him, if they fire him. And so until they are forced to do so, I think they should stick with him.
1: What about, as we watch the T-Wolves in this game, Jimmy Butler?
2: Yeah. He still wants out, right?
1: Like how, it's just wild. How long is this thing going to play out? But he's playing very well. Yeah. Him personally, none of this is affecting his game. Right. And he's kind of said that from the beginning. There it is, by the way. Right. Holy cow. I had no clue. The Cavs started 19 and 20 when he came back the second time. Yeah. 19 and 20. After
2: and f- after they went 40, to the NBA Finals
1: after 40 games. That is a very telling stat. I don't know, though, man. I, I I think back to the Jimmy Butler thing real quick. I, don't, I just don't know how long this can go on. But I've been saying this now for months.
2: Well, it doesn't seem like anybody's desperately pursuing him.
1: Who's the cuck in this situation? Can I say cuck?
2: Yeah, cuckold is not a swear.
1: Who's the cuck in this situation? Is it Thibodeau?
2: Um, is, 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 it, it, is it the T-Wolves owner? Is it uh, Wiggins?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Right? Who is the cuck?
2: He's sort of of cucking the other star, a.k.a. star players on his team.
1: He would also be cucking uh, Carl Anthony Anthony Towns. Towns. Yeah,
2: the Wiggins, the Carl Anthony Towns. I feel like by saying that they're not good enough, they're not strong enough, that they're not... I feel like he's saying it to them. Because he's a Thibodeau guy, right? That that was that's the whole
1: I think those guys don't have a problem with each other, right? right? Yeah.
2: I mean, he could also just be cucking all of Minnesota. That's highly possible.
1: By the way, when I go out now, I'm I'm on full cuck alert. Like I'm always looking at guys thinking, "Are you a cuck?" and I sometimes giggle to myself and just think, "That's a total cuck."
2: Did you like find a word that you feel like kind of giddy saying and now you're like
1: locked into this? Oh yeah. I had a really good laugh out loud today. Have you ever had one, like I had one of the best laugh out louds by myself today watching that Trump press conference with Acosta. Yeah. No, it made me laugh because so, it, it was so ridiculous, and then seeing the tweets like like there was no anger at all. Stop for talking. Me.
2: Step it. zip it. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bah and bye. He, it was. It, he turned into a cartoon. That's what I'm saying. It was so funny. Okay. You talked. Bruno Is it okay? Did it was, you feel good talking? Please take his microphone.
1: It was so funny to me. And then I started
2: laughing even more when I started reading the tweets. It's a fake mic. It's fake news. You're a fake person. You're not real. You're a figment of my imagination. Please leave. You're drop dead Fred.
1: Like a lot of times I read the tweets and I get annoyed. Yeah. But today it just made me laugh.
2: He's, he's ridiculous.
1: But he's funny.
2: I mean, he's embarrassing. That's hard to watch.
1: Today was funny, but not. You weren't
2: laughing with him. You were laughing at. Of course, and I'm laughing dumb at. How is? Him. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not fun to watch. Like, huh? You're like, he's embarrassing our country. I'm embarrassing the whole country. It's great. It's fake news. You're like, what is happening? Then that cute girl came over, tried to take the mic. Yeah, but hold on. Let, let, What's her life like?
1: I responded to somebody's tweet tonight saying. I've never seen such a more embarrassing moment of our country. And I, and, I, and I had to hit him. And I, I was light about it because it's somebody I follow on Twitter, somebody in the social media uh, influencer world. And I just wrote, dude, Bill Clinton, I got to word this carefully, shoved a cigar in an intern's vagina in the Oval Office. Yeah. you sh- hold, hold on, hold on. That's not, that's not breaking the rule. And then I also, hold I mean, on. You can't say that on the radio. But we're not radio. He, it's it's the this big seven letters. That's that's fine. And then also, you know what made me laugh? Didn't you watch private parts. You can say. Do you want so to? Re- say? Do you want me to read? What I'm just saying,
2: if we're gonna do this. I know we're, we're doing you talk it. About good. Shoving things.
1: No, this is what he said. Well, I can't repeat the words he said? Any of the seven words on George Carlin's list of words you can't say on TV. I, I'm allowed to say that on TV. Anyway, you know what made me laugh the most about the presidency? is that <laughs> I don't know why it's so again it made me laugh today the thought of the kennedy brothers being eskimo brothers at the same time with marilyn monroe like how ridiculous is that i mean they didn't
2: actually double team her
1: we don't know one i don't know if they i don't know if they double teamed her but even if they didn't tell me that is not hilarious why is nobody ever talking about this That JFK and Robert Kennedy were involved. Involved. You saw me hesitate.
2: Yeah, I saw you. I saw you freak out with the same woman. I saw you stroke out there for a second. That's full stroke Voldemort.
1: Isn't that hilarious? My only one finds this so funny. My point is, like, what Trump does today is pretty ridiculous. Like a news of the sixties book today. Do you go to the
2: library and start re- looking at things on microfiche? <laughs> looking at the, the New York Post from the early 60s?
1: No, but they didn't talk about it. That's the point. It was never talked Let's about. Let's talk
2: about this. Let's talk about Eskimo brothers.
1: I'm not an Eskimo. Well, let me... Okay, we both have, have siblings. We both have brothers. Yeah. To my knowledge, I'm not an Eskimo brother with one of my real brothers. That would be weird like full on
2: like all the way around the bases?
1: Yes. Are you full-fledged Eskimo brothers with either of your brothers?
2: I mean, I hope I'm not with John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I hope, don't
1: I hope you're not either.
2: I don't I'm 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 99.99999% sure I'm not. Mike and I hooked up with the same girl.
1: That's interesting to me.
2: Yeah. Not like years apart. Who first? Him. I wonder if Mikey knows this. (laughs) I think he's not finding out right now.
1: Speaking of swearing, he's swearing like a like a sailor right now. Yeah.
2: I think we have covered this already.
1: Well, if you're in the comment section. Leave a comment if you are an Eskimo brother with your actual, actual brother. brother. In the meantime, Joe, I just want to say we are both rocking Flag and Anthem, looking pretty fresh tonight.
2: Thanks. Yeah, you're looking good. Look at you. You got khakis
1: on. I busted out the khakis to meet Dr. Schechter. I don't, Ke- w- I don't wear the chinos that much. I also did not tell him I'm wearing my, uh, I'm not a gynecologist, but I'll take a look socks. I thought that was pretty funny to see a doctor. And I'm also wearing, my. oh, it's so soft. A little Flag and Anthem V neck. Yeah,
2: I got I got Flag and Anthem palm tree graphic tee with my striped hoodie
1: over it. When'd you get that? That's like an old that's like an old school hoodie. No, though the hoodie. Yeah, yeah, the hoodies. I
2: definitely got it like last year this time. Maybe a maybe this might have been my first hoodie I got from them.
1: Well, Dirt Dirtballs, you guys can take advantage of our great offer that we have with Flag and Anthem and look just as good. Just go to flagandanthem dot com and drop promo code Dirty at checkout that gives you. 25% off your first order.
2: It's a fudging, incredible deal.
1: Yeah, it's fudging amazing. Tell you what, you will totally do lots of fudging if you get that flag and anthem gear. I got some great stuff. You, you put in a great order too. I got a quilted jacket coming, I got a fleece. I'm gearing up for the winter.
2: Nice. Yeah. Did you go with that white fleece?
1: I went with the navy. You know, I love the blue. Ugh.
2: I, I almost pulled the trigger on that white fleece.
1: I might have missed it.
2: Yeah. It's a good look.
1: Well, guys, check all those great clothes out at com. Drop promo code DIRTY to get 25% off your first order.
2: Has your brother fudged the girl that you want to fudge? Get yourself some flag and anthem and be Eskimo fudgers.
1: Man, you're really, really towing that little line there, towing that fudging line. Did you watch any Duke game last night?
2: I did not. I did not watch any college basketball. I did see some highlights. Zion Williamson. Williamson? Yeah, it's yeah a Zion right. Williamson. Looks like a
1: beast. I received a text probably a few minutes into the game from uh, our boy Brady Matthews. He said, you watching this game, man? Oh,
2: he was all about it?
1: He was all about it. And I, and I, was, I was leaving. And I said, no, I'm not. But he's like, dude, you got to watch highlights. You got to check this game out.
2: They blew him out, right? Or what was the
1: final? They were up by 30-plus. Yeah. At one point. I saw a stat. Duke's three top freshmen outscore Kentucky's entire team.
2: Yeah. Great.
1: Did you see what Kerr said today?
2: Steve Kerr? No.
1: Yeah. He said, I thought there was only going to be one LeBron. You want me to pull up his actual quote? So wow, I don't. that's a... I don't. I do. Is, is that Steve Kerr throwing a little shade? I don't know. I don't want to misquote him, so let me pull up the quote of what he actually said, because I'll sound like. Let's see what he said.
2: I mean, I know it's not shade to say like to compare somebody to LeBron, but like this is what he said,
1: and we're one game in. This is this is uh yeah, this is about Zion Williamson. I thought LeBron was a one shot deal, but apparently the next guy's coming. So he's like LeBron's build, 275, can dribble, can pass. Yeah. Can score, obviously. Great. But. I hope the Knicks tank. Guys, I mean, who knows? But We've seen this, the next Jordan, the next LeBron, the next He did whoever. look pretty
2: good. I got to say. No, he looked amazing. Yeah. I got to say, I saw highlights. He's quick. He's big. He's lefty. I like that. I saw. I think he was one for one from three. But when he made it, I saw the highlight. of That looks pretty nice. Looks like he's got a jump shot. Yeah, I do
1: look forward to watching them. Simply for that, and it also makes me wonder who's if the he- worst
2: team in basketball right now. Like who would who would have them if they picked today? I mean, obviously it's a lottery, but still Cleveland. True, Th- that's hilarious.
1: Dude, imagine if Cleveland got like. LeBron, and then they got the next closest thing to LeBron. Yeah. That'd be the most Cavs thing ever to do.
2: Well, they'd, they'd get the pick, and then they just wouldn't take him, right? They'd be like, you know what? We're going to take Anthony Bennett again. <laughs> We'd like to draft him again. They're like, but he wasn't very good. That's fake news. <laughs> he was good. He was great. So great, you should draft him twice.
1: Who else? Who are the really bad teams?
2: I mean the Knicks are 4 and 8 so they're not
1: Yeah, but great. that's not that's not bottom feeders. There there's
2: I, mean, I got to imagine the Suns. Cleveland's 1 and 10, Washington's 2 and 8, Chicago's 3 and 9, Atlanta's 3 and 8. Phoenix is 2 and 8, Dallas is 3 and 8.
1: Why does Washington stink so badly?
2: Um because it's more mental. Well, first of all, Scotty Brooks how long have I been on the Scotty
1: Brooks as a dumpster fire train? Is Scotty Brooks the NBA version of Bill O'Brien? Mm, no, th- he's not that bad.
2: Uh, he's pretty bad. Scotty Brooks Scotty Brooks is the NBA version of
1: Jason Garrett. No, I wouldn't say <laughs> Scotty Brooks at least has been to an NBA Finals. Well, he had Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. I get that.
2: He also had those guys and didn't make the NBA Finals
1: lots of times. True. Marvin Lewis, maybe? I mean, Marvin's had a lot of talent.
2: Yeah, but Jason, like, why is that much better than Jason Garrett? Because he made the playoffs a couple
1: times? Yeah, good point.
2: I mean, Jason Garrett, let's not forget, I know that it's the Dak Prescott, uh, Elliot days, but how about Witten, Romo, Dez? How about when they had crazy weapons?
1: And well, were- yeah, the one year they, yeah. Are you talking about the Packers year? Sure. I think they went 12 and 4.
2: That I mean the, there's the year of the the in 2007 they I think they went 13 and 3.
1: I don't think Garrett was coaching them. No? No, I think that was Wade Phillips. Okay. But yeah, that was another Cowboys disaster. Do you want to move you want to move on to NBA? Or I'm sorry, NFL? Sure. We're already talking it. Why don't we why don't we discuss the Cowboys? They got blown out at home.
2: I mean they get blown out. But yeah, they
1: lost by two touchdowns.
2: I I know. Cowboys aren't good. I've said that from day one. And I said that their blowout against the Giants was nonsense. They have three wins right now, correct? Three and five, correct. I think I predicted four wins. I'm not ready to give up on that.
1: They have no down the field game at all. None. They just don't open it up.
2: They're a They're a poorly coached, not supremely talented, old-fashioned NFL team. Dak Prescott is not good. They don't have receivers. Their offensive line is hurt. Their defense is average at absolute best. And Jason Garrett is... A complete and total. I mean, he's got to be the dumbest guy that ever went to Princeton, right?
1: I don't know how many people went to Princeton. Met one today, but. Serious question. And you haven't even met him. Dr. Schechter, who I saw today, who's a big sports guy. Could he have done better? With. Well, we know he's
2: an outside the box thinker. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's a good his, point. His strategy is probably not gonna be run the ball with you know, Zeke off tackle every play. Sure. Occasionally run a play action pass.
1: They just don't throw the Where ball am my where field? are my
2: Cowboys fans, by the way? Where are my Cowboys fans who came at me after that Giants game or like you fudging idiot, said we're gonna win th- four games. <laughs>
1: Where are you guys? They'll win five or six games. I think the Cowboys won five or six games. I don't even have to look at their schedule to say that. But again, that's not good. Five and 11, six and 10, whatever. It's not good. But
2: if they lost to the Titans and they lost to the Texans... Their
1: schedule gets really
2: tough. And they lost to the Redskins...
1: They have, They have... Two of their next, I believe, four or five games are Philadelphia, which won't be easy.
2: I mean, let's just do it. I know you don't have to look at their schedule, but you already made this mistake with the Seahawks. So let's just look at the schedule.
1: (laughs) What are you talking about, Frano? The Seahawks is still to be determined if they win nine games.
2: I gave you the option of looking at the schedule, and you refused. So they play the Eagles. So just start just they have 3 wins. Let's just count them as you say. Them.
1: Tell me where these games are at too.
2: Philly and Philly. Lose. Atlanta and Atlanta. Lose. Redskins at home. Win. Okay, that's 4. Saints at home. Lose. Eagles at home. Lose. Colts in Indianapolis. Win. They're not keeping up with the score. Yeah, good point. Lose. Buccaneers at home. Lose. Giants
1: at home. Win. It's five or six. It's five. I'm going with four. You think they win one game? You think they go one and seven the rest of the way? Yep. The Dallas Cowboys. Yep.
2: The only wild card that I didn't factor in was one of those games we played on Thanksgiving.
1: Redskins. They have a lot of primetime games. Redskins
2: on Thanksgiving actually
1: makes me think they do lose that game. They play the Eagles, I believe, Sunday night. Sunday night. Yeah, guys, the Cowboys have not. Stop shoving this primetime games down our throat. They're not fun to watch. They really aren't. I mean, you talk about checkdowns. Dak is like the king of those. He they, he won't throw the ball downfield. They
2: don't trust him to. They've never trusted him to. I mean, as a Giants fan, that was where I knew the Eli Manning era was over. Was when he became a checkdown guy. He was never a checkdown guy. He's a throw it in the middle of everybody guy. Loved it. Loved Cowboy Eli. But never, you're never going to let him ever. He's just gonna be Cole Beasley in the flats. Jason Witten six yard over the middle. What, well, like, what kind of strategy is that for long term
1: success? Well, what's really hurting them? You just brought up Witten. What they're missing is pretty obvious.
2: He's the Dak Prescott is the guy who's in a uh, student driver vehicle, and Jason Garrett's the the teacher who's got a pedal and a wheel. And then he asks him to race in the Indy 500 every Sunday.
1: Yeah. And suddenly he's there, and there's no guy controlling the brake. You know, I think, I think we need to just kill two birds with one stone. Jason Garrett needs to leave the booth and go back to playing football because I, I can't handle him. Tony Romo or Jason Witten? Jason Witten.
2: Yeah. You can't handle Witten?
1: He's bad. Dude, that, I, I know we've said it, but i got to re- reiterate it. That Monday night broadcast... In all my years of watching Monday Night Football, no one compares to how bad that one is. Even Joe Tessitore, I just, I'm just like, eh.
2: Well, I said this from the beginning. Talk about a not dynamic group. If Jason Wins is Jason Wynn the most exciting guy in the whole broadcast?
1: It's I, in his head. I mean, stop with the booger. Can, <laughs> can you tell? I I can tell. Listening to Monday Night's game against the Titans. I think it's in. Witten's head now that he stumbles on his words. He's instead, got the yips. Instead of just owning it. Like, I'll just own messing up or whatever. Or you'll be like, Ruth, are you an idiot? I think he's he's stuttering because it's kind I, of in honestly, his head. Honestly, I, I haven't paid all
2: that much attention. But can we talk about the other story from Monday night? I mean, we're going back and forth on it. Have you come around in Mariota at all? No, you and Maddie are on the trash train.
1: No, let's 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 address this on air, as we always like to do. Doo, I, doo, trash train. Pull into the station. No, because I said that via text or via tweet, Joe. If if anyone listening wants Don't to do this. Yeah, we're not swearing. I know. If anybody wants to do this, please find any clip any clip of any podcast where I said the phrase Marcus Mariota is trash.
2: I mean, what if we find clips where you basically insinuate that he was trash? You guys,
1: right. were You're lumping me and Goldberg. You together and on Goldberg.
2: This you were like Goldberg was Goldberg was the conductor of the trash train, and then you were like, I don't know, I gotta agree with Maddie. I don't think he's very good. I mean, you guys were big on
1: this. This has been going on years. Dude, he had
2: one game. Well, no, he didn't have one. He's game. He had two good games. Well, he also won and wrote a road playoff That's game what last I'm year against the Chiefs. That's what I'm
1: saying. He he won a road playoff game, which is great. I will not take right. that away from him. He was the
2: second overall pick. He was drafted to a team that had three wins. It's his
1: fourth year. I'm just saying. He, yeah.
2: Th- he, so hold on. Exactly. He was drafted to a team with I think three wins or two wins, and uh, the next year they weren't good. They were. I think they won four games. No,
1: no. He actually turned them around instantly.
2: No, I mean, they, they weren't. They weren't fantastic.
1: They won eight games the next year. I looked not, it up. Not year one. Yeah, I think they did. Did they? They did.
2: I think they were still below five hundred team, but either way, year two they make the playoffs. Year three, they make the playoffs and win a game, or is he one and one in the playoffs? He might be one and one in the playoffs. They might have been on the cusp in year two. Let
1: me look it up. They weren't great his first year,
2: but they were terrible the year before. That's how that happens.
1: Where is Mariota in here? Why is he not sure
2: for Mariota?
1: I am. It's not. Okay, I believe he. I believe they instantly got better. No, you are right. I am incorrect. They went three and nine in the games he started his first year. Yeah. Then eight and seven. Yeah. Then nine and six last year in the games he started. Look, dude.
2: I mean, the, certainly the convers the Winston Mariota conversation is
1: well. That's over. But again, way over. Right? Again, Joe. We don't base everything off stats, but. Because he, he did win a playoff game last year. But I'm just saying, if you think his stats from last year of starting 15 games, 3,200 yards, 13 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. 13. And that was the same problem entering Monday night. And, and even, even the, the crew, who's not good, but they all agreed. Like, dude, you can't, have, you can't be entering the eighth game of the season with three touchdowns to five interceptions.
2: But this is a this is a strategy that they've been going—this is like the Tennessee Titans MO, run the ball, play defense.
1: He runs the ball a lot, though. You talk about these quarterbacks running the ball. He runs the ball—he took some licks on Monday no, night. No, I
2: know. I don't like—it's th- the same thing I replied to your tweet. I don't ever like—I just think the, the risk-reward is completely— grossly out of whack. I don't think you ever want to call it. Now, how much do people value the Dak Prescotts and the Jared Goffs and the, you know, whatever's of the world where they're like, are they willing to put these guys at risk for the sake of winning games? I don't know. I don't know what goes on in the heads of some of these coaches. But I think, uh, to me, as if I were an NFL coach, I would never call a designed run for my quarterback that wasn't... You know, some variation of either uh, a sneak, a shotgun draw that's supposed to like, or a quarterback draw that's supposed to catch people off guard, some sort of bootleg into open space. But even
1: those run pass options, a lot lot of times those, you know, if you watch the Titans play, a lot of those run pass options, one of your three options is a quarterback run where you're going to get hit.
2: Right. I would never do that.
1: And they I, they did a few of those on Monday night.
2: And and I would call those and maybe you pull it down and run it when it's wide open just to keep people, you know, in check. But I would never put my quarterback in that position. But now, I guess the
1: question is about Mariota. what are we even kind of debating here? Well, I, I'm just thinking I, I'm, he's not trash. Again, because I don't remember me ever calling him trash. He's a starting quarterback in the league. Yeah. But I mean, like where is he at that's all i'm saying this is this is one of those where
2: i mean he's winning monday night football games in dallas he's winning playoff games on the road in arrowhead he's you know i mean russell
1: wilson does those things and you're like ah oh, god no, yeah
2: absolutely uh, look i'm not saying marcus mariota is a top 5 quarterback in the nfl and if i do put a bullet in my head
1: he's not a top 10 either no i'm not saying is he's he is. even a top 15 probably not
2: but i'm just saying he's not
1: trash so, so then we're agreeing yeah. cuz i never called him trash no. we've basically agreed where his place is in the nfl in fact actually let me pose this question but
2: i actually but again this is this is where my quarterback r- rankings and yours is like I, unless you're a bottom 5 quarterback in the nfl you're probably a good quarterback
1: well again we get into the semantics with that word but let me ask you this i think this is an interesting discussion if we're going to talk Mariota and that division. Who do you who would you rather have if I gun to your head right now, Joe Prano, if I said on your team this year and moving forward, Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, or Marcus Mariota.
2: Well, let's not let's first of all let's mention that there is a fourth quarterback in the division who went to the AFC Championship game last year.
1: We're not going to mention him.
2: Okay. So I mean Andrew Luck, you got to consider the health factor. Sure. Deshaun Watson, I I mean, I would I would take a healthy Andrew Luck first.
1: Okay, so we agree. And then the, I think it's an interesting discussion yeah. for anybody. Look, are you taking Watson or Mariota? I honestly, similar I th- quarterbacks? Not really. I think Watson has a better arm, right? Yeah,
2: better arm, probably more athletic, but also you you have to consider everything in the situation, right? Yeah. Like would Marcus Mariota be throwing for a bunch of yards if he just had Bill O'Brien going like I don't know whatever you
0: want?
1: Yeah.
2: And how would you uh, I'd probably take Watson, but like that's a pretty good group.
1: So we pretty much agree there. Yeah. Because I'm I'm with you on all those. If Luck's healthy and this year he looks pretty healthy, he's having a very good year statistically. I like Watson a lot. I take the L on that. I thought he was going to be a bust, but I've learned that was more of my hatred for Dabo because Dabo said he was a sure thing. But,
2: like, you know, that's a pretty strong division with some young guys. You know, would he be the fifth best quarterback in the NFC South? Probably. Would he be the second best quarterback in the NFC East? Would you take Mariota over Alex Smith, Dak, and Wash Deli? Will you take Mariota over?
1: Let, how no, about this? No, he's, well, hold on, I'm confused. He's the third in the AFC South,
2: NFC South. I said, would he be the fifth best starter in the NFC South. Oh, the NFC South, right? Like we're, you know, we're just talking about divisions. Serious question. F- flip, Jared Goff and Marcus Mariota. Did it? Does that team change at all? Do they get it? Do they, like, honestly, Jared Goff, Marcus Mariota?
1: I, I think. I'd rather have Goff. Based right, on what right being
2: now. that the Rams are really really good, I think he's more accurate. You were just talking about Jared Goff's inaccuracies. I was.
1: I, I was talking about throws <laughs> that he misses. I was. But Mariota has a very low completion percentage. But you you do have a point that maybe. It's because, you know, his team. And let me look up. Am I right on Mariota? Am I just making things up as far as completion percentage? No, it's not that low. I, I stand. He doesn't cor- throw the ball all the time. Yeah, I stand corrected. I'm wrong on that. It's about sixty-seven percent this year, so I'm wrong. I don't know. That's a good question. I I still don't know personally how I feel about Golf. I, to me, it's the playoffs. Like, but
2: but I and and that's my point. There are people.
1: You could take. I'm not ready you, to say Goff MVP. Like, right, uh, like but you could people. take
2: numbers in a vacuum, and the oh. way his team is, and you could make that argument. You could certainly make that argument, right? You could you could go to a courtroom with a with a briefcase full of facts and make an argument that Jared Goff should be the MVP. Sure, you could make it. I'm just saying if you swapped out Marriott and Goff did you get worse did you get did
1: you, did you maybe get a little better like I don't know that's why that's why I'm not debating you really right. on this one I think it's an interesting question yeah. I do, I don't know you know cuz you had the same obviously the Rams completely upgraded the personnel after Sean McVay was hired but I mean year 1 with Fisher they were calling Goff a bust yeah not that that was right, because it wasn't, but you finally you know, put the guy with a, a suitable coach, a guy who isn't a total, can I say that word, the B word? Boob? Yeah. Yeah, you can say boob. Okay. That wasn't a total boob. Anyway, you want to get to these picks, Prano? Let's do it. I know. I'm excited, man. You're going to be gone. I, I, I still- So
2: I have a bet suggestion. Oh, lay it on me. Here's the bet suggestion. In honor of the clean episode, the loser of the pick'em cannot swear while we do football picks for the four weeks of the NFL playoffs, and if that person swears at any point during NFL picks of the four weeks of the NFL playoffs, they cannot watch the Super Bowl.
1: I'm almost choked on this kombucha. Excuse me. So no way. Hold on. No way. Hold on. Hear me mad. out.
2: First of all, because this is this has many layers. First of all, I've closed the gap, but I'm still down seven games in week ten. So we have a seven-game lead for one, two. Still seven weeks left. Four weeks. Of one episode each week and only a portion of that. And you got to remember while we're doing picks during, while we're talking NFL picks during that like week one, that's, you know, six games or whatever. Week two, it's what, four games, then two games. It's really like, you know, it goes pretty fast. But also, if you don't swear, whatever. But if you do swear, if you do slip up, you can't watch the Super Bowl. How do you know someone's not watching the Super Bowl? You just can't watch the Super Bowl. I'm going to have to trust you on this. No, man. Wow. I thought it was a really good bet. It is a good bet. So just, first of all, don't lose. And then if you lose,
1: don't swear. I don't know if I could go without watching the Super Bowl.
2: Then don't lose or swear. Or some combo of the two.
1: What are we doing for Super Bowl anyway?
2: I mean, I'd imagine probably at Goldberg's. Who's running that? What do you mean? You're running it, but you're just in another room now watching the Super Bowl. (laughs) I love this is all predicated on me losing. I have a seven-game lead. I know. That's why I came up with the bet. I'm already in a hole. I'm mentally strong enough where if I lose...
1: You won't swear? I like when you swear, though. It's good for the show.
2: It's only portions of four shows.
1: Just the NFL playoff discussion.
2: Just the yeah, the picks. Yeah, and the and if Any NFL talk when we go to NFL? Who when proposed we get, this idea? This is my. What do you mean? Who proposed it? I came up with it. This was you. I love it. When did when did this notion hit you? In the shower, where all the good ideas come.
1: Yeah. Why is it the shower? Although I get my good ideas now in a, you know, foot of water and Epsom salt in the tank. That's so you got to get those ideas, man. Okay, let's... Can I, th- can I let this saturate? I mean, how far into the season
2: are we going to go? Okay, at week,
1: okay, week, okay.
2: At week 14, if I'm still down eight games. How okay. Am, what am I saying?
1: Okay. So if you swear at all during the four weeks
2: of playoffs. The loser can't watch the Super Bowl.
1: Man, dirty sports bets. Okay.
2: Well, how about... How about we'll say this? We have a tentative agreement in place. Let's see what the reaction is. All right. Let's see how people react to this. There's always been, in all the bets and different agreements we've made on the show, there's always been a nice, I've seen a nice, things get tweaked by a suggestion of a dirt ball here. This isn't the Constitution. Exactly.
1: Even though the Constitution could technically be amended.
2: In fact, it was many times. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Technically, it can be as it was.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's my point. Okay. Fair enough is a bet, my friend.
2: Also, I didn't say you couldn't listen to the Super Bowl. You just can't watch it. I love the idea of you sitting at Goldberg's with a blindfold on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that you think Goldberg's doing a shindig. Why not? I don't know. I, I think the, uh, things were... Are we li- banned
2: because the Mariota's trash train derailed somewhere outside of <laughs> Dallas?
1: No, no. Not because of that. Just uh I'd be running the show there, I think.
2: What do you mean you'd be running the show? What's he got to do? Order pizza?
1: Make sure everything's cleaned up. I mean, we'll
2: get... You know what we should get since his... uh Lady left him, high and dry. Uh, we should get some of those naughty maids.
1: Hey, some girls are over here. The top's off. Clean my place. What's happening? The, the topless maid services you see all over L.A. Yeah.
2: Send him over to Goldberg's day of. We get over there a little early. You'll be able to watch that. You'll just have to be blindfolded for the game.
1: <laughs> I do like the idea of getting him topless maids.
2: Yeah. I love, I love the idea of him <laughs> proposing to one of those maids while she's there. My girlfriend left me. I want to marry you. You can live here in the basement with us for years. Don't tell my sister you're a naughty maid. <laughs> and keep your top on
1: her in the hot tub. Oh, Maddie, where are you at, man? You got to come back on the show.
2: I said you should do it on Sunday night or Monday because I'll be up in the bay
1: okay i'll reach out
2: to him you guys can talk you guys can trash marcus mariota while i'm gone i
1: don't think me and matt i don't i'm gonna i don't want to speak for him but i don't think Maddie's.
2: oh Maddie and i have been beefing over this for years i i messaged <laughs> i messaged Maddie while he was in here's a fun story
1: Re- real quick not to cut you off tyson chandler has done two back taps for he's... offensive rebounds in this game by
2: already. the way in this game on this possession yeah that's what i mean in this possession he's the king of the back tap he's the he made the back tap, an art form. He's the Picasso of the back tap. He's a legend. It should just be called Tyson Chandlering.
1: I mean, look at this. This is a brilliant NBA play. Yeah. For two offensive rebounds in the last. By the way, where's
2: Wilson Chandler these days? He'd be, an, he'd be another Chandler to add. I thought they were at, when I saw the headline, I thought they were adding Wilson Chandler, and I was like, that's kind of a nice move for them. <laughs>
1: I love how I misread it, and I just thought Chandler Parsha so Chandler. I know. Chandler. I love that you
2: think people are f- referring to
1: guys by their first name. I don't know, man. I, I had a moment. Okay. Anyway, you want to get to these games finally?
2: Yeah, let's do it.
1: All right, Prano. Let's see what we got.
2: Wilson Chandler is an American professional basketball player for the Philadelphia 76ers. Wow. Was he in China and came back? That's amazing. Oh, no. You know that who's was, tearing up China right that now? I was during the lockout.
1: You know who's tearing up China, who they said on the air? Mo Spates. Really? He apparently dropped 50 the other night. Wow. Those guys make some money in China.
2: 2015-2016, uh, Wilson Chandler did not play basketball. He's only played one game this year, and he played 10 minutes in that game. That's interesting. Our- He's like the kind of guy, uh, a a uh, LeBron turns into a contributor again.
1: Yeah. He he LeBron is like the uh
2: The fountain of youth. I was
1: just gonna say that.
2: Yeah. But it's the NBA, so he's the fountain of youth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can that be our title? Yeah. LeBron is the fountain of youth? Yeah. How are we spelling that?
2: I Y O O F
1: Do people still use the term ebonics? Uh, I don't know. Remember when they were trying to teach that in schools? Sure. Do you remember when that was a thing? Yeah. We're never going to get to these picks. Let's Let's do it. Let's do it right now. All right. Week 10. Oh, it's coming on us so quickly, Brano. I've enjoyed this season. I really have. You have? I have, yes. I've told you, I I've enjoyed this NFL season. So I
2: much. feel like you say that every year, regardless of what's happening.
1: No, no, there's certain years. There's an extra pep in my step.
2: Uh Wow. D Rose just had a shot for the win.
1: Like Josh Hart. I know we're watching this game. Sorry, guys. And We need to do more games. I was I was scouting for us to do some more live broadcasts. Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow night's game is a good game on paper. <laughs> the Panthers travel to the Steelers where Pittsburgh is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This is a tough one, I will say. That half point going to get you? Yeah, that half point. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Yeah,
2: why don't you go? You seem seem to be struggling with it.
1: I am struggling. That, that was I'll one... let
2: you talk yourself into whichever. Okay. Maybe, maybe you talk yourself into the correct answer. Well,
1: here's what I'm thinking. I think it'll be a good game. I do, too. I'm not completely sold on either of these teams. But I also think Pittsburgh's offense is looking a lot better. And I want to talk about James Conner for a second. Do you know his... I know we talked about it, but he's on pace. First of all, not on pace. Let's just put all that aside. Do you know James Conner is right behind Todd Gurley in the entire league for all, all, all... all per there we go. All purpose yards, halfway through the season. He's not pace to have two thousand all purpose yards. He's destroying Le'Veon Bell. So let me ask you this: Why are you smiling? Uh, is this is big build up.
2: Yeah, I told you this last episode. I know, but but we didn't discuss this. <laughs> okay.
1: Do they even want Le'Veon Bell back?
2: Yeah, they do. Why not have both of them?
1: And if he does come back, who starts?
2: Probably Connor for a couple weeks. But it's 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 they're running backs.
1: They, they are. Look, I want to I want to look. Add this. They do have a great offensive line. Like the Steelers could arguably have the best offensive line in the league. So they have a great line. So it doesn't matter whether James Connor or Sinead O'Connor. I don't, I don't care who's back there playing running back. Oh wait, she's Muslim. I saw that the other day now. <laughs> did, you, did you see that? No. She's she's now... Are,
2: is your haircut in honor of her? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to tear up a picture of Bill Walton?
1: I would never... <laughs> My Pope? I would never do such a thing. Tearing up tearing up the Pope? I would never do such a thing. Uh, yeah, she turned Muslim. She's uh, Shabdul Arif O'Connor. No, I don't know what she is. Anyway... You start. Well, that Connor. was pretty
2: offensive to the Muslim community.
1: <laughs> you start Connor, right?
2: I mean, yeah, but like, what does that mean? You know what I mean?
1: I think if I'm the Steelers, I don't even want him back.
2: It's like back like three years ago, in the NFL, they'd be like, and "This guy's starting at fullback." It's like temp- he's playing four snaps. What are sure. we talking about here? Um, I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. Yeah, me too. Uh, After all that said, yeah, I. I know that they're 6-2, and two, but I'm not sold on the Panthers. Yeah. I'm just not. Um, I think that that—I'm not even sold that they're going to finish second in that division.
1: Atlanta's 4-4. Four and four. And they're coming on. Atlanta is coming on. It's a good point.
2: So this could be the beginning of it for Carolina. Uh, here's the thing. I could be completely wrong. It's going to you know what it's going to depend on. It could on. be a great game. They could they could absolutely prove me wrong. But when I watch Carolina, just my eye test, I'm not sold on them. Why? Is my question. Because again, the games that I've watched last week was the first game that I watched them was like, oh, they're showing me something." Like in theory, they looked really good. Baltimore has a great defense, and they Played awesome. And Cam looked great. And McCaffrey was running wild. Wow. They play like that all the time. But I also watched them lose a game to Washington because Cam couldn't hit. He couldn't throw a ball within five yards of a single receiver on the final drive where they needed points. In the end, the league, and this is my problem with the league this year, there is a divide between the really good teams and then there's really bad teams. And in the middle... It's questionable. And I think the middle is going to get sorted out, and we're going to f- figure out which side of the line some of those teams are on. I'm not saying Carolina is a bad team, but I think that when all the pieces start moving, I think some teams are going to drop and some teams are going to come on. Like, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are probably going to – this is probably going to be where the Philadelphia Eagles start making a move. Yeah. And it's probably going to be where – I'm not ruling out the Redskins still winning the division – but they're probably going to come back down to earth a little bit. Let's see. I'm I'm going with I'm going with Pittsburgh because I think that they are coming up. Sure. I mean, people people had a half a nail in the coffin early in the season. Yeah. And I think this is going to be the one. Where they go, oh, I guess it's official. I guess they're officially back.
1: Well, if Carolina does win on the road in Pittsburgh, goes to seven and two. I think you really do have to take them seriously. Sure. If they win. But for all those reasons, I agree. Pittsburgh's on the come up. Their defense is playing a lot better. They they have a lot. Guys, let's not forget. I mean, you talk about weapons. We've talked about Connor, Juju, or Brown, not Bell. Brown's leading the NFL in touchdown receptions. So yeah. All right, the next game is New Orleans at Cincinnati. Is this a letdown game? Considering New Orleans is five-and-a-half-point favorites, I had to look at the weather. I know this time of year, you don't know what you're going to get in the old Midwest. Anywhere from high 30s to low 40s. Doesn't look like any rain or snow. But, but breeze, I'm serious. Breeze outside the dome is a different animal. Five-and-a-half... A lot of me thinks this could be a letdown game for the Saints. It's a big spread.
2: Yep. So you're going with your Bengals.
1: But, 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 but. There's one big but here. No A.J. Green. He's hurt. He's been injury prone lately these last few years. He's out for a couple weeks. Not that I don't like some of the other receivers that they have, because I think they have some good guys uh, around him, but. I think it's not a letdown game game for the Saints. Oh, God. I really do kind of in a way want to bet against them, though. I'll go with uh, the Saints to cover.
2: I'm going with the Bengals. Ooh, damn it. I don't think this is a letdown game. I do think the Saints win. Probably a backdoor cover. But five and a half? Road dog? In what world? Like, the Bengals, I mean, I know everybody's high on the Saints, Saints busted me up last week. Trust me, I know. I am a believer in the Saints, by the way. Okay. Saints, Saints supremely talented. Kamara's a freak. Um, why am I blanking on the receiver? Also incredible. Um, Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas. Uh, Breeze. The well, defense just well, Can has we th- talk
1: about their newest addition?
2: Dez, not a factor in my thinking at all. Let's just see if Dez... Uh, was Dez good when he was in the league? I mean,
1: I'm not... I don't know if I like the signing of Des.
2: I actually don't know if I do either.
1: I think because you had something good going on in New Orleans. If let me put it this way. If Des was there, like
2: by the way, just this game's on the background. I like it when I see ads for things I saw on Shark Tank. That was M Taylor. Anyway. What does that T-T- mean? What is M Taylor? It's like a it's like a bespoke tailor, like your phone somehow takes measurements of your body like better than a better than a a a Taylor would. It's no actually, in fact, like when when they showed it on Shark Tank, it was I mean, the guy turned down all of the offers. He turned down the sharks. Mark Cuban's head exploded.
1: No one's going to leave their house anymore. I just noticed on my update on my phone there's a you can measure on your phone. Is it, are people measuring to measure their penis? Uh, I
2: don't know.
1: That was my first thought. Like yeah. is anybody measuring their penis? With their phone. Yeah, Maddie's like,
2: you got to put it on the ground because I got to <laughs> get it from behind my mom. <laughs> hey, excuse me, Miss Stopless <laughs> Maid. Can you hold this up down while I do a handstand? <gasps>
1: <laughs> the mental image. Of him doing I'm just kidding. I can't do a handstand because my left hand. <laughs> uh, we Seriously, I'm going to reach out. We got to get Maddie back on. Sunday night or Monday?
2: Uh, I'm going with the Bengals. Okay. I, I think... Uh, I, I'm i not sure I love Des messing with the, the chemistry. chemistry. Yeah. And That's I also, my point. I also just don't... Uh, I mean, talk about a game... Not being a letdown game, because I don't think that they're going to lose, but talk about like close tr- game. trying to get Dez involved and blah, blah, blah.
1: Well, what I was going to say earlier, they're spinning it. At least Des camps is is spinning it this way, Prano. He didn't sign with anybody because he was waiting to go with a really good team. And I'm going to call BS on that. I think Dez wasn't signed until halfway through the season because nobody wanted him. We saw in Hard Knocks, he walked in the Cleveland Browns facility like the beggar on the street you see for change. He was all happy and go lucky. He was tweeting... Let's not forget, guys, go through Dez's tweets. Dez was tweeting at the Patriots how much he loved to play with Brady. He's tweeting at different teams. So, this whole spin of he was waiting for a good team, and now that the Saints are 7 and 1, I'm not buying it. And I really hope he doesn't mess with the team's chemistry because, you know, the Saints are fun to watch, but I can see it happening. You don't hear Pete from Michael Thomas. You, you know, he's one of the best receivers in the game. You're going to bring in a guy who has just a cancer. Was
2: he calling Dez?
1: Maybe. All right, Atlanta travels to, or uh, not Philly. Sorry, Atlanta, Atlanta travels to Cleveland, where they are a four point favorite. I'm going to take the Falcons.
2: Yeah, talk about road dogs that I'm not worried about covering. Like, yeah, I'm not worried about not covering the Cleveland Browns. Come on, we the and and Atlanta's coming on. Julio scored last week. There's too many weapons. Yeah, I'm taking Atlanta.
1: I'm seeing a comment in the YouTube comment section. This has got to be a joke from Cutter. I have to bring it up about the Bengals game. And you can't change your pick, by the way. Okay. Cutter claims Marvin. There's no way this is accurate. Cutter is claiming Marvin Lewis is 3-67 in games against a team with a winning record. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. No. There's no way. Although, I'd like to see his real stat against teams with a winning record. Although, the Bengals, see, that's not a primetime game. That's one of those 1 o'clock, oh, no one's paying attention, Andy Dalton will play, fine. Okay, so we're both going with the Atlanta Falcons. Moving on, Jacksonville travels to Indy. The Colts are three-point favorites. Interesting game here, Prano. Yeah. The Jags, are, are they coming off a bye, I believe?
2: I think so, yeah. I'm taking the Colts. I was just going to say uh, I'm taking the Colts. I, I mean, you're you're sitting there like dead silent. I'm going to take the Colts. It was, uh, I believe the line opened at three and a half, and I was like, huh, that half point, um, it's come down to three, which means people are betting Jacksonville. Um, I, like, are the Colts good? No, but the Colts can score points. Sure. There's no doubt about that, and Jacksonville can't.
1: Yes, I agree. So two.
2: is That uh, that was in Jacksonville, too? No, this is in uh, Indy. In Indy, yeah. I'm taking the Colts.
1: All right, we both are. The Bears get the Lions at home. The Bears are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Woo! Big spread. Big spread for a division game. Now, the Lions did look awful last week. Yes. I believe they gave up 10 sacks to the Vikings. It's a big spread. Do we know Khalil Mack's status? That's important for me for these spreads. Sure, of course. Well, why
2: don't we look it up? Why don't we
1: look up if Khalil Mack is going to be playing? Um,
2: I, to me, uh, I think this is... Let's go to
1: pro football talk because they seem to be pretty accurate. Uh, Khalil Mack had a full day of practice Wednesday, a good sign of his availability for Sunday's game against the Lions. I'll tell you what, though. I'm just going to go with my gut. It's too big a spread. It's a division game.
2: Yeah, I think so, too.
1: Bears win. I think Lions cover. All right, moving on. The Cardinals travel to Kansas City where I don't know if I need – I mean, I need to get my eyes checked for sure, but I believe it says the Chiefs are 165-point favorites. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Oh, that's 16-and-a-half. Sixteen and
2: a half. Wow. It's in Arizona?
1: No, it's in KC. Oh god. That's
2: yeah. Oh, it's 165. That's why I I'm said going, that. I'm yeah. going with uh Kansas City.
1: Welcome to the Welcome to Arrowhead, Josh Rosen. Yeah. Not an easy place to play, especially for a rookie. All right. New England Man, in- that is a huge spread. Dude, they put up points. Kansas City. Kansas City's the best offense, right? Yeah. They're better than the Rams.
2: I believe so. In terms of like, yeah, I think scoring. So, I mean, I guess the question is the the question in this game is just how many points do the Arizona Cardinals score in Arrowhead?
1: No way they hit twenty.
2: And if they don't hit twenty, they probably don't cover because they
1: have to hit twenty to at least cover. Casey thirty eight. Sixteen. KC's putting up thirty-five points. Yeah, for sure.
2: But thirty-five if they got to twenty, sure isn't a cover. I'm going Chiefs. Do what I'm going you want, Chiefs.
1: All right. The Patriots travel to the Titans. Your boy Mariota, six and a half point dogs at home. Wow. Whoa. That's a big spread. Ride man.
2: that Mariota trash train, bro. Vrabel.
1: Belichick—he's stealing some signals. But I like, I like, I like Vrabel so far this yeah. year. I, he's he's ballsy, and I like that. I like that. However, Bill Belichick is the goat. No better coach in the history of the league. He's going to be prepared. He's he was watching that Monday night game, and the Patriots, to be honest, didn't look. Who they play last week?
2: Uh, the Patriots played uh, the Packers.
1: And the Patriots' offense has been eh, kind of lately. I have enjoyed watching uh, Cordell Patterson play running back.
2: He won't be playing running back this week. He will not. Michelle's
1: back, I believe. Okay. Michelle's back, who spells it weird. Not like the girl, not like my Michelle. A little Appetite for Destruction reference. I'm going Pats.
2: Yeah, me too. I actually think that this has a chance of being a good game, but in the end, like six and a half, that's just a touchdown. I feel like even if it is a close game, it still is more than a touchdown at the end. Yeah.
1: Washington travels to Tampa Bay. Your boy Fitz magic. Three-point faves.
2: The Bucs are three-point favorites? Yes, sir. In Tampa? Yes, sir. Wow. Oh, man. That's interesting. Uh...
1: You know why? I think they're basically saying the Redskins offense is eh, and you got Adrian Peterson who's playing pretty well, but
2: I'm going with Washington. Um do I think that the Bucs could win that game? Absolutely. Do I am I am I a Fitzmagic Magic supporter till I die? Yes. Do I hope he's a quarterback in the New York Giants next year to mentor a youngin'? Yes. But at the same time, I think the reason, by the way, that I have not ruled out the Redskins from still winning the NFC East, whether or not the Eagles come on. And the reason that I said before the year that they had potential to win the NFC East is because Alex Smith is a guy who loves to beat bad teams and then loves to lose the good ones. But the Bucks aren't a good team.
1: Well, the Redskins can't lose this game. It's just one of those, when you look back on, you can't lose this game my heart in a way says, Oh, you want to take Tampa Bay, because they'll put up some points. But the problem is not their offense. Tampa Bay's defense is atrocious. Yeah. And I think that's a game where Alex Smith can put up some points. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna take the Redskins. Can I say that? Can I say Redskins? Yeah. It's not one of the words now. That'd be that'd be another episode, like like we do we did it for way more money, like a thousand bucks the PC words. Trigger words. We
2: can't say, say Cuck. We can't say Redskins. Yeah. We can't say Sinead O'Connor.
1: <laughs> All right. The Bills travel to the Jets. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's a game no one wants to watch. Six and a half points. That's
2: two, that's two monkeys throwing poop at each other.
1: It is. Jets are six and a half point favorites,
2: man. Yeah. To me, that's ludicrous. I'm going to take the Bills. That's absurd.
0: <laughs>
2: Did you see this? Who are the Jets beating... By six and a half points. I know. Did you see this thing with uh, Nathan
1: Peterman that the, the Bills fan created?
2: By the way, is Nathan Peterman starting this week?
1: I don't know. It's a good question. Did you see a, a Bills fan created a GoFundMe? No. So a Buffalo Bills fan created a GoFundMe to buy out Peterman's contract. It's called Nathan Peterman, Please Retire. Wow. They're trying to raise a million dollars, so I assume Peterman is making a million dollars this year. By the year. way,
2: it just said uh, that Darnold likely out this week.
1: Oh, I mean. Although, I might like my chances better with Josh McCown. Is it McCown or McNown? McCown.
2: Uh,
1: isn't there a Cade
2: don- Cade McNown. Okay. UCLA turned Bears bust.
1: All, all these white guys with their uh, blonde hair. I'm still going Bill's. Can you imagine that? Peterman's such a factor, though. He's so bad. Can you imagine that, though, as a player? What's the
2: Jets record?
1: What is... Are they four and five? No. The New York Jets are currently... Three and six. Three and six. Okay. Okay. I'm still going Buffalo.
2: All they got to do, Kyle Aronofsky, if you're out there, is sweep the rest of their games for you to get to 10 wins. Do you know Kyle Aronofsky and I have a bet? What's your bet? We have a bet that uh, no Jets quarterback will win 10 games in the next 10 years. And if they don't, he has to get Ryan Fitzpatrick's bearded face tattooed on his body and drink, I believe it's a 64 ounce Dunkin' Donuts cold proof. Hold on. What's the bet? That they won't win, have a they won't have a quarterback who personally wins ten games in the next ten years.
1: And that started when?
2: I believe this was year. This might be year one or year two. Because he's a he's a Fitzpatrick
1: hater. Meanwhile, yeah, but hold on a second. I'm just trying to play this out. So basically, Darnold, or if he's a bust. The new guy in like three years has to win 10 games. For the Jets. Who's the last guy who won 10 games for him? Mark Sanchez? Brian Fitzpatrick. That's how we got the bet. He went 10 and 6. Oh, when he had that epic meltdown game? Yeah, went 10 and 6. Week 17, you boy. And
2: what do you have to do? Uh, He gets to come on the show.
1: Dude, you make all the—hold on a
2: second. I fly him out here and he comes on the show. You make
1: all these bets with the dirt balls without telling me? Don't worry.
2: Aronofsky's going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick tattooed on his arm. It's the Jets. But I don't care if, if— Did Mark Sanchez even win 10 games for the Jets?
1: I don't care if Aronofsky comes on the show. It's, that's not what bothers me, is that you don't tell me, bro. Oh,
2: that's all right.
1: You do tell me these things? You don't read the rundowns and you don't tell me?
2: I, am, I mean, at least I'm
1: consistent. Prano walked into the apartment tonight. First thing he says, I didn't read anything. So at this point, the rundown is just for me to keep order to the yeah. show.
2: And it's, and it's there in case I check it.
1: Why don't you check it tonight? Totally?
2: Like a safety net. Why don't you check it for I was real? busy
1: tonight. I had a meeting. Oh, that's the most LA oh I was about to use the S word. I was that was the most LA crap I've ever heard.
2: What time did you send the rundown? I sent it late tonight. Yeah, there
1: you go. Takes two seconds. Just scan through. All right, so we're both taking the bills. Prano?
2: Yep. Which is too bad. Like I think we have one different pick so far. I'm going to have to mix it up. How many games do we have
1: left? Uh, We're getting down to the, the later the games. The nitty-gritty. All right. L.A. Chargers at Oakland. Oakland is a nine-and-a-half-point dog. Dude, Oakland, this is one of those years where I want to keep taking Oakland because I think if I had division game, right? You should. But I'm not.
2: Oh, come on. I'm not. Your Chargers? You're you're sticking with your Chargers? Come on. I am. You think your Chargers locked in? They're winning games by 10 points?
1: I think Oakland, I told you, this is the most tank mode I've ever seen an NFL team in.
2: I'm not convinced that they're tanking. I think they just got rid of their single best player. Didn't have a ton of other great players. Lost guys to free agency. Other guys got hurt. I'm taking San Diego,
1: too. Yeah, you're taking San Diego. You know the Chargers? I was talking about this with Majid last night, Michael Majid. We were laughing, and it would, obviously they'd have to win the division. But we're saying, let's say the Chargers somehow win the division, which isn't a big somehow. They're 6-2, and two, right. Kansas City 7-1. and one. They beat Kansas City.
2: No, we get how records
1: work. Okay, regardless. We were saying, how funny would it be if the Chargers got a home playoff game, and then they got Kansas City again in the playoffs, and that stadium was like eighty percent Chiefs well, fans. let's
2: talk about let's talk about the who would be in the playoffs in the AFC right now: the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Chargers.
1: Let me pull it up.
2: And Cincinnati. Well, an an AFC South team. Houston,
1: yeah. Since so, if they if they ended today, the seating goes uh, from one to six: Chiefs, Patriots, Steelers, Texans, Chargers, Bengals.
2: Chiefs, Patriots. So they would have, they'd have the Texans, right? No. Well, they, they would first of all, they'd have to win the division. Um, right. Well, basically any team but Houston would have. The majority of the fans. There's not a lot of Houston Texans out there, right? Cincinnati wouldn't. Yeah, they probably would. You don't think so? Who are the Chargers fans that are going? I mean, you don't have to have a lot. I mean, I'm not sure if Cincinnati Chargers playoff well, we're game gonna sells find out. Or
1: I'm going to find out. I told you, I'm probably going to go to the Bengals. I ha- Dude, I, we've said this the last two years. It's not, it's not even a matter of who they're playing. I just want to see a Chargers game in that small venue. And you know what tickets I would use? Or I'm sorry, what app I would use for that, Prano? SeatGeek!
2: Oh, yeah, I didn't. That one snuck up on me.
1: So I worked that in there? Yeah. Yeah, I actually have already looked at SeatGeek for tickets to where the Chargers play. I'm not going to say the name of where they play. Because that is not a good app. It's not nearly as good as SeatGeek.
2: Maybe if they played in the SeatGeek Center.
1: They'd get some fans. Yeah. People would come. Yeah, maybe you should do that, Chargers. Change your name to the SeatGeek Center. I believe it's December 9th. I could be wrong on that when the Bengals come to town. But I've already looked at tickets. You've met you've met my friend Brad. Yep. Uh, who have played volleyball with at the beach sometimes. My brother's uh good friend. I think him and I are going to go. Maybe get our boy Justin Wood. I'll get, I'll get that discount on SeatGeek. Guys, you can use SeatGeek, too. Just download the app. It's so easy to use, and it shows you exactly where you're going to sit. Best of all, you get $20 off your first Geek purchase. Just download that SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first Geek purchase. Geek life's an event. We have the tickets. Okay, so back to these games. We both take the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers.
2: Yeah. This is killing me. It's so hard to pick All right. hard to make up games.
1: All right. I'll start picking first. This this way it'll it'll maybe ease uh some of your anxiety a little. Miami at Green Bay, the Packers are a nine and a half point favorite. I don't know who's playing quarterback. And to be honest, I don't really care for the Dolphins at this point. Nine and a half, however, is a very big spread. A must win game for Aaron Rodgers. Let me real quickly just see the records, though. I do want to check out the records.
2: Packers are three, five, and one. The
1: Dolphins are five and four. Yeah. The Packers are three, four, and one. Why is the spread so big? Nine and a half. Hey, it's too big. It's 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 a very large spread. Who's playing quarterback? Aaron Rodgers. Brock Osweiler is. I'm taking the Packers. I'm gonna go. Gosh. Yeah.
2: Um, all right. Well, I was really hoping you'd take Miami. So I'd take the Packers. That spread is abnormally large for some reason. Um God, it's in Green Bay. I'm gonna take the Dolphins just to have a different game. Different game. That's it. I gotta take the Dolphins. I think you should take the Dolphins, but
1: I take the Dolphins. Hold on a second. It's week 10. You're already. Starting to strategize? Well, no, but that's literally the... Second different pick? Yeah. Okay.
2: I mean, how do I pick up games if we're picking all the same games?
1: All right. Maybe maybe this one. Seattle at the Rams. A game I am going to.
2: I'm taking the Rams. What's the spread? I don't care. I'm taking the Rams. I'm
1: taking Seattle.
2: Great. Nine
1: and a half. Woo! Let's
2: do it. Can't wait.
1: You don't think it'll be a close game at all?
2: Uh, No, I don't. I think it was a close game in Seattle. 12th, man. No, I don't think it'll be close. I don't think the Seahawks are good. In fact, I think they're pretty bad. I think they're average.
1: Hence, I'm said they go nine and seven, pretty average. They might go eight and eight. <laughs> Who knows? But they
2: play them tough. They do, no doubt. And that's got to be getting old for McVeigh. Puts the pedal to the metal. Doesn't let it up on the division. Knocks uh, knocks Pete Carroll off his pedestal as if crashing a plane into the Twin Towers.
1: <laughs> Has any show done more Pete Carroll nine eleven references than Joe Prano? There's no way.
2: Look, we always play him tough. We're going to go out there we'll play him tough. You know, I think we all know Russell's going to freak out when uh, this big defensive lineman come out. He's going to do the front thing. Hopefully he gets a um, close bobble plays. A couple guys bobble it. Bounce the ball around it off people's helmets. You know, are we going to win? Probably not. You know, did we win the war in Afghanistan? Hard to say. But um, I think it'll be closer than nine and a half. I'm betting on myself. And I'm betting on the Rams, Pete.
1: I feel like this is the end of Pete. What do you mean? I just, I don't know. I get get the inkling that. Pete Carroll moves on? That he retires, really? Yeah, not maybe not after this year, but maybe after next year, unless the team gets real good.
2: I know, I know that, you know.
1: But I like him as a coach.
2: Yeah, I know we don't see eye to eye on Russell Wilson. Do you? I and I also know that the story is that Pete Carroll favored Russell Wilson over other people. Any do you, do you feel like there's any possibility that there could be a Russell, and and I don't mean this because they don't like each other. I think they do like each other. But do you think that there could it might come to a Russell or Pete Carroll thing? Because I think Pete Carroll's smart enough to know if he doesn't retire, as they trend down. Basically, the decision is: Do I want to be a part of a rebuild or not?
1: Yeah, that's why I'm bringing this up.
2: Right. So, do you think he's more likely to retire than be a part of rebuild? Because I don't think you rebuild. You're not rebuilding around Russell Wilson, right? I say that with in all with all due respect to your boy, but he came into the league when he was 26. He's making a ton of money. If you want, if you wanted to go full rebuild, wouldn't you find the Andy Ruther of GMs?
1: He's twenty nine. He's not that old,
2: right? But I'm saying, what when we talk about rebuilds, we're talking about three years minimum, right?
1: Yeah, that's why. I, that's my whole point of saying. I think that the Seahawks are. I mean, a lot of people picked them and went four games this year. A lot of people thought they'd be awful, like awful. They're not awful. Not a great team. They're not awful though. They've already won four games. Even if they go seven and nine, which is a good likelihood, right? It's not awful, but I don't think he sticks around for that. That's my point. But I mean, we made a bet somewhere. You and I have made so many bets. You didn't think he'd be on the team in 2019. I
2: have said 2020 a lot,
1: bro. You keep bumping but, it.
2: But f- fine, it's fine. E- either way, hear me out here. What are you? What are you asking? How many? If you're Pete Carroll, right? You've decided you don't want to retire. What's the Jaguars deal that they offer you got to be?
1: To coach the Jags? No. Wait, I'm confused. For Russell
2: Wilson. To go to Jacksonville? Yeah. To To a team that needs a quarterback. To Tampa Bay. To...
1: I don't know. All I know is the Cowboys just got a first rounder for Mari Cooper. Right. Russell Wilson's a franchise quarterback. Multiple first round picks. I mean, Khalil Mack got what three first round picks?
2: But that was that was too much, right? What did Jimmy Garoppolo
1: go for? I don't know. Like you knew he could be a franchise quarterback. I mean, at least two first rounders. What if
2: I was, what if I, what if you're the Seahawks and I call you up and I say, I'll give you two first rounders and a third first rounder for a second rounder and Russell Wilson?
1: You're asking if I'm the GM? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good offer. I have to think about it. I mean, I think I think Russ would excel down in Jacksonville in that division. Fournette,
2: running back. I mean, you're you're the GM of the Seahawks. You don't care whether or not he excels. Or the you know, how he does when he leaves is not a factor in your thinking.
1: I I think I think he needs. He's never just—he's never just had a like a. I'm trying to think of the best type of receiver that he would have. I actually looked it up. He, he's only had everybody. Everybody taught. It's funny. Breeze has never had like a good like I think before. Michael Thomas maybe Marquise Colston was his only thought. The only thousand yard receiver I believe I looked it up the other night that Wilson's ever had is uh, Doug Baldwin. I don't, I don't think Jimmy Graham ever got a 1,000 yards. Apparently, we had a bet about Jimmy Graham, too. Six touchdowns. Somebody tweeted the other day.
2: Six touchdowns on a year?
1: Yeah. I think I said no. One of us said no. He's at two. Yeah. I mean, if I bet yes, I'm not, like,
2: shaking in my boots. He's got to get gonna double his thing for the second half. He's with Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's a two-touchdown game. By the way, they go to Jimmy Graham a lot and he he's always interfered with in the end zone and then they end up running the ball in from the
1: one. Yeah, he's also he's not what he used to be, for sure. All right, Dallas at Philly. So you're, not, you're gonna call me back on that deal? <laughs> yeah, I said I gotta think about it. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to trade Russ. So I- you're saying no for the Seahawks? No. I mean he's 29. He's only in his seventh year. I mean, you're you're acting like, okay, so he's 29 going on 30. I mean, I guess it kind of breaks down to how many good years does he have? Does he have six more good years in him? Can he play 13 seasons? And I have a feeling you're saying no, he can't. Agreed?
2: I'm saying no, he can't at the at the style he plays, of getting sacked a lot and scrambling
1: and. You know what it is with him. It's that religious. Oh God, I almost swore. Religious crap. That's what it is. That's why people don't like him, and I get that. I, I will always understand that. It's that whole notion. That's probably why all his teammates didn't like him. I mean, we've seen videos.
2: I think his teammates didn't like him because— I think it's the religious stuff. He was treated like he was the guy who got them the Super Bowl, and they were treated when I think it was clearly the defense that got them Dude, the Super Bowl.
1: who says he got them there? I've never said that.
2: No. but We all know. But he was paid like he got them there. He's still there like he got them there. Beast Mode's gone. Sherman's gone. The, uh, How good are those guys
1: now, though? That's a good question.
2: Sherman's great this year. Is he? Yeah. Is yeah. he?
1: Is yeah. Sherman having a good year? Because I'm not hearing much about him.
2: They're not throwing the ball his way because...
1: Yeah, but you've also been critical of Sherman in the past. You've, yeah. I don't, you, I, you've said he's not a shutdown corner. Yeah, he's not a shutdown corner.
2: But I've also said Russell Wilson's not a top pff, 10 quarterback. Top 10 now? I mean, he's right around that area right now just because quarterback play is not stupendous. But I just want to say that I don't think that... I think that phone is hung up very quickly if you're asking for a top five quarterback in the league. Any of the guys that we consider true top five quarterbacks in the I was also thinking from the Jags side. when When they were 29 years old. I was also
1: thinking from the Jags side. Hence, you were like, dude, this isn't the Jags. We should go to a game of the 12th man sometime. Yeah, I'd love to. All right. Vegas is basically saying by this next game, Prano, they are also out on Cowboys. They're a seven-point dog at Philly. And if this is a game where you want to pick it up, you're going to have to take them because I'm going to go Philly. I know, you know they, it's a division game.
2: They lost by 14 to the Titans. Uh, I think division games tend to be close, especially Eagles-Cowboys games. I'm not sold that the Eagles—I'm not sold—I I do think that the Eagles are going to be better. I'm still not sold that the Eagles are, a by any means, a team that should be feared by anybody. Um, but I just don't think the Cowboys are good. Seven— I'm going to go with Philly.
1: He's taking Philly. Yeah. Philly, Philly. All right. Last game is your boys. The New York Giants are traveling to San Francisco, where you will be Joe Prano. Yeah. This very night. Yep. The Niners and Nick Mullins, the Southern Miss Sensation, are three-point favorites. Dude, I hate to do this, but I just see everyone's like, Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins. I loved what I saw. It was cool. It was fun. Can he do it two games in a row? I don't know. I'm going to take the Giants. For that reason.
2: Uh, Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I'd love to pick up a game, but I'm not I'm not going to— I don't think my move is pick up a game betting against my team at a game I could potentially be at versus Nick Mullins. As bad as we've been and as like fair as the Niners have been, the Niners aren't awful. They're not. But I think—what's the Niners record? I believe they've only
1: won two games, yeah. but they've been in a lot of games.
2: Yeah. I think that's just the way they're going, they're going to play. I'm going to take the Giants. They're coming off a bye.
1: That's, that was another factor in my decision, coming um, off the bye.
2: I think Eli is playing for his job more than he has been.
1: The Niners are 2-7. and seven.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Giants.
1: All right, so there you have it. Week 10 picks.
2: Man, I hate to root against the Packers, but...
1: Mark it down. Lots have, of talk. I hate
2: to, and I hate to root for the Gosh darn Dolphins,
1: but. Lots of talk in the uh, YouTube comment section about no Rams pillow. Guys, the Rams pillow is here. The reason is Prano made a very good point that if I put the Rams pillow and I got the Rams towel, this looks like a Rams podcast. Uh, Leave comments. Do you want to see the Rams pillow during dirtball calls? Because we're going to do dirtball calls. If you want to see the Rams pillow, I will go grab it off my bed. In the meantime, Joey, throw on. Those I mean, we could headphones. easily just
2: cover the Rams thing with old Bill there. Oh, we almost lost Bill. Almost lost. <laughs> that would have gotten a swear out of me.
1: Yeah. Can't lose Bill. All right. It's kind of a mess. Is your, are your headphones there? The, it's, everything's kind of tangled up. You good? I'm here. All right. Let's. Uh Let's do some dirt ball calls.
2: Let's do it. We'll
1: wrap up the show with some dirt ball calls. All right. I'm just – you know, I think these are right. Let's just do it.
0: What's up, Joe and Andy? It's your boy Double D from Indiana. uh, Calling because there's been a lot of Tim Tebow talk around my office here in the last couple weeks. And, yes, he should be the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. But I'm hoping you guys can uh, settle a ever-long – ever long-going debate on if if Tim Tebow is a virgin or not. I'll give you my take uh, why yes, uh, probably because his ex-girlfriend hasn't come out and said anything, none of his exes have ever come out and said anything that um, they did have sex with him, so it would kind of seem like maybe that's true, and I'm pretty sure he got broken up with simply because he just won't fuck them. Um, and why I think he's not a virgin is because he's a dude, he's an athlete, um, but it seems like he, he actually might be. So anyway, I want to get your guys' take on that. Uh, condoms are for boilers.
1: Um, I think we've made this known, at least I have. It's, I don't think that it's because he's religious. I'm a hundred percent convinced that Tim Tebow is gay. I think
2: that certainly could be a factor And I also think that even if he is religious, I'm going to think he's one of those dorky, like, we could do it this way, but we can't have intercourse. Like he's a. Yeah. So I'm going to go with in the age of social media. How do you keep it? How do you keep it a secret?
1: What his virginity
2: His not his non virginity. You know what I mean? In the age of social media, it just seems like the tweets, the Tinder profile, the here's a picture of Tebow sleeping, you know, the thirstiness of just girls. I mean, I had to look at 700 pictures on my Instagram yesterday of people with their voting sticker on. You know, tell me some girl's not going to be like, I Tebowed, Tebowing next to Tebow, Tebowing, Tebowing. Hashtag. I think he is a virgin. Which begs the question, is he a dude? Can't be a dude if you're a virgin. Tim Tebow, not a dude.
1: He's clearly not a dude. Yeah. Look, I think Tim Tebow...
2: It's hard, though. I mean, hard to be a Heisman winner and not a dude.
1: Here's the deal. I think he's a good, nice guy. A good, nice guy who has been battling internally with his homosexuality, I think I have a very good gaydar. I bet you do. And my gaydar goes on fire whenever time he's on TV. I think. You feel I think, fire in your pants? Yes, fire in my pants, my pantalones. Look, I think he's a, legitimately a good. I really do. I think he's not fake. I think he's a legitimately good guy. He cares about people. He wants to help out. I think he's a good person. I also think he's gay. So we agree. Virgin. Yeah. Just go out and I just want to see him. Lo- I just want to see him lose his mind and then just go on like a weeho spree on Grinder.
2: Just a smash spree.
1: Now, now they just saw on the ticker is we have uh, sports center on in the background, which we don't normally do. I just haven't changed the channel. He has been promoted to triple A.
2: Yeah.
1: Tim Tebow will eventually find his way on the New York Mets roster. Probably at some point, but
2: it's kind or of, maybe maybe not. It's kind of a disgrace. Triple huh? is kind of a uh, I mean, there there's a lot of exceptions to this rule. Or I should say this isn't like a hard and fast rule, but like triple A's kind of become like you almost get to triple A if you're not gonna get to the big leagues. A lot of the best a lot of the best guys go straight from double A to the bigs. They're like, We get it. You're good. Interesting. Yeah. And now it's like AAA is like the veteran minor leaguers. They're like, they're in a pinch, but they're not like top prospects.
1: I gotcha. All right, so let's get to a couple more calls and we'll wrap this bad boy up.
0: Hello, this is Johnny Fez from Flagstaff, Arizona, home of the original Raiders fans. I was just wondering, uh, which athlete can have... A baby with a midget and produce another athlete. For example, Darnell Docket loves midgets. Posts about them all the time. Um, if he was have a, a son, just assuming, um, would that baby be a little slot receiver or a running back? Um, just let me know what you guys think. Uh, condoms off with the Cardinals.
1: Darnell Docket
2: loves midgets, but how would a defensive tackle and a midget create a running back? What kind of weird math is that? <laughs> what kind of Play-Doh were you playing with as a kid? <laughs>
1: I think it's a good point that's
2: I don't think that's how you get a running back, yeah, let's have this animal just smash like a small little beast. Are you allowed to call them midget's beasts on the running Show? Yeah, uh, right. I think you're and then and then such a loose definition of the word athlete. What's an athlete like a UFC fighter? Can I take like just some sort of freak Hulk hulking athlete and combine them with a midget to make some sort of wily little. But the thing is, don't.
1: Yeah, they're athletes for sure. MMA guys are athletes. Yeah,
2: but that's not what it. But like, I'm just wondering if that even considered to be part of his question. But midgets can just have regular sized babies, right?
1: Yeah, there was that show. Uh, there was that show on the Learning Channel. Yeah. What was the show? My roommate in Las Vegas used to watch it. Where like mo- a few of their kids were midgets, and then one kid was just like way bigger than. That's gotta be weird when you can beat up your dad. Yeah. Like when you're 10 and you can beat up your dad.
2: How about this? I'm gonna go. W- no.
1: Little people, small world. Was that yeah. the name of it?
2: I don't know. Uh let's come up with it. A- See, I don't think the balance is the answer. I don't think it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think it's like get somebody really tall and then you just have like a regular sized. I almost think like you want more athletic. Like that's the key.
1: I'm instantly, anytime we're talking about creating this specimen, I just think LeBron. Like, sorry.
2: Yeah. But LeBron's so stout that like they could have a bowling ball as a child. And then what? He's a running back? I'll take my chances. LeBron James. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Oh man. Hold on. Let me think of somebody. I'm gonna go with uh Anthony Davis. I'm gonna go I'm gonna get a little bit more height there. Also, he had the crazy growth spurt. He's kind of got freakish. Uh, big big man height with little man skills. I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis. All right. Also, can you imagine just the? Can you imagine the that? Unibrow brown and a midget yeah. just taking up his whole forehead? Yeah, it's wrapping around his forehead like a headband.
1: I mean, we've said midget a thousand times. That would not work on the official triggered PC episode. No. I just keep laughing because I keep thinking. Of, you know, you ever heard Yoshi's joke on that?
2: No. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. Is that our, Was that our last
1: call? We have one more call, actually, from Coach O. From Coach O? I think it's a fake Coach O. Though. Oh, man. Coach O called in. He was very upset after the loss to Alabama.
2: I feel like this is going to swear. I feel like he's going to swear on this. There's a
1: lot of swearing.
0: And, uh, Ruth, uh, Joe Prano, this is Ed Orgeron. My voice may sound a little different cause I just woke up on fucking Bourbon Street on Sunday night after that loss. Twenty nine fucking points for the Alabama Crimson fucking elephants. And we couldn't score a single damn one of them. Motherfucker. So this morning at practice we took the skinniest motherfucker on the team. Red shirt freshman. We boiled his ass up into some jumble aisle. We gave his bones to a fucking voodoo witch on Bourbon Street down there on the bayou. And she's going to cook us up some magic stew. The tiger dicks got our fucking... We got our tiger dicks kicked here on Saturday night. But we're going to be back stronger than ever after some magical jambalaya from the swamps on the bayou. Stay dirty, motherfuckers.
1: I kind of like that idea of them... Boiling up a red shirt freshman and yeah. taking it to w- one of those crazy New Orleans witch doctors. Uh who are they playing this weekend? We don't know. I have no clue. You want me to look it up? No. Don't care. Let me look it up. L S U. They oh yeah. R-Kansas, Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh, right. That's
2: right. The Razorbacks.
1: That's right. All right. Well, it's good to hear from Fate Coach O. Luckily, we get the real Coach O. Those are the calls. Guys, the hotline is 310-359-8365. And last announcement, not one person, not one person, Joe Prano, not a single dirt ball.
2: Yes, Andy Ruther.
1: Has volunteered or even suggested they want to participate.
2: It's not really a volunteer situation. Are we talking about the sit-in? Yes. It's not really a volunteer for potential like Super Bowl tickets or... That you or I may not even be watching. Well, Dirtball's at the game. We're not even watching on TV. I
1: uh, let's just put it this way: I am putting some feelers out with some large corporations for some gifts. Now it's going to take a lot. S-
2: some large corporations called Coca Cola, <laughs> McDonald's,
1: Pennzoil. I got to get them on board with this crazy idea. But Dirtball's, I've said it: I'm getting a new car. Black Friday is around the corner, I'm trying to get the best deal. I'm not saying if I got a new car that the old mobile is officially gone, but I only have one spot in Savage Town to park. What if only one person wants to do it? Well, that's not really a thing, is it? Exactly. We have zero. We need at least two. If you want to do it, slide into those DMs. At Andy Ruther, at the Dirty Sports. Let's make it happen. Brano, you're in the bay. You're leaving tomorrow. I am. Which could be tonight.
2: Yeah. I'm actually, uh, I thought I was going to have to be up there tomorrow night, but I don't have to be up there till Friday, after all. So I'm going to drive the PCH tomorrow. Your favorite. Oh, go I love up, the PCH. Going to go up through Big Sur. Going oh. Mon- to stay in Monterey tomorrow oh. night. And then Friday. The setup, which is in San Francisco, truly one of my favorite uh, clubs to perform in. They turned the basement, back room, it's the back room of a place called the Beer Basement in San Francisco, into a fantastic comedy club, very New York style, very comedy cellar, village lantern, very like, you know, Greenwich Village, New York comedy club basement style. Great club. Friday. Saturday, Laugh City in Oakland with our boy, La Barons. Sunday, Crow's Nest, Santa Cruz. Once again, love that place. Beach town. Might surf that day. Come to Santa Cruz. Monday, Giants at Niners. Just well, I- go. Likely I'll be there. I think you should go. Tuesday, the Throckmorton Theater in uh, Marin County. And it's a theater. I'm, I'm, I'm doing theaters these days, Andy. No big deal.
1: You're a headliner. You're a big deal, Joey.
2: I'm not headlining that show, but I am in a theater.
1: So.
2: <laughs> I, don't think there is a, I don't think there is a headliner. It's a showcase show.
1: Well, guys, go check him out. Like I said, if you want to hear a great podcast, go check out The Dent Report with Dr. David Schechter. And again, slide into my DMs if you want to participate in the 2000 Toyota Corolla sit-in. I am mailing out a ton of koozies tomorrow, so my apologies. I basically do it once a week, and I haven't gotten to it this week, but I'm going to mail out a bunch of koozies tomorrow. So drop an iTunes review if you want some koozies, and leave your Twitter handle or Instagram handle in that review. All right, Dirtballs, that was the show, and I believe we lasted. Not officially over yet, but... I believe we went a full episode without any swear words, Joe. And I have to say, I feel darn good.
2: You know, I got to say, Andy, I'm surprised we made it too. Um, look, I, I, looked at your, uh, I looked at your history, and I thought, no way Andy Ruther makes it. I said, I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, it's, it's almost like looking at quarterback rating. Like it wasn't really your history wasn't a telltale sign. Of what was to come, much like your love of quarterback rating is not a sign of how good quarterbacks are in the NFL. But the show's not over, so if you have anything to add to that. I know you're trying <laughs> to get
1: me triggered, and uh I believe quarterback rating is one of the many, many statistics you should look at. The most important, would you say? I don't yeah, think I've yeah. ever said most important ever. Okay. You sure? In fact, you could probably look... You could probably we could probably look at I the mean, end of the year and say the top ten quarterback ratings are probably maybe around the top ten statistically best well, quarterbacks.
2: Don't forget while we're doing plugs, plugs pick up Andy Ruther's uh, not very well selling book. Marcus Mariota tra- is trash, and <laughs> quarterback rating is everything. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> you know that's the thing that triggers me. Have you noticed? The quarterback rating thing just triggers me.
2: I know. It it triggers me, too, when you use it as a statistic to judge quarterbacks.
1: So does everyone else. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Dirt Balls, thank you for listening to the show. We made it through. We'll do more of these. I like doing these kind of fun, gimmicky shows. And most importantly, don't forget, use condoms.